Welcome to Swarupa Vidya Ashram. My name is Swami Nirmalananda. Each audio is a discourse that I offered at a satsang, a free meditation program, and was followed by meditation. These teachings address the underlying questions of life. Who am I? Why am I here? How do I do what I came here to do? I went to my guru with these same questions while he gave me the teachings I share here. Most importantly, he gave me the inner experience they describe. This is why I teach, to share the same with you, both the theory and the inner experience of your own inherent divinity. The bliss of consciousness is your birthright. Meditate and discover that you are greater than you could ever imagine. Om Namah Shivaya Gurave Satchidananda Murtaye Nishprapanchaya Shantaya Niralambaya Tejuse Murtanandaya Gurave Shisha Samsara Harane Bhakta Kaya Kadehaya Namaste Chitsaratmane Etave Jagatameva Samsara Nava Setave Prabhave Sarva Vidyanam Shambhave Gurave Namaha Guru Brahma Guru Vishnu Guru Devo Maheshwara Guru Sakshat Parabrahma Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Om Swarupa Swaswabhava Namo Namaha Om I bow to my own self. I bow to my Baba's own self. I bow to his Baba's own self. I bow to your own self. Your own self, your own beingness. Your own isness. The one reality that is being all is being you. Again and again I bow. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha. Who you are and who you think you are. You exist. You do exist. You don't have to make yourself exist for you already do exist. And your own existence is the existence that is at the root of all that exists. Shiva is the one reality whose existence is the existence that is being all, including you. You exist. And your existence is existence itself, beingness itself. 
consciousness itself. This is the revelation that begins the Shiva Sutras, the root text of our tradition in Kashmiri Shaivism, Chaitanya Matma. Shiva Sutra is chapter one, sutra number one. Chaitanya Matma, consciousness itself, is your own self. Amazing words, fancy words, but what do they really mean? Your own self is consciousness itself. Consciousness itself is your own self. Okay, you might say, I hear you, but I don't get it. Here's the problem. You don't know what consciousness itself is. And the reason you don't know what consciousness itself is, is because you don't know what your own self is. Because consciousness itself is your own self. When you don't know your own self, you don't know consciousness itself. I can say it another way. Like where I began. You exist. You do exist. You already do exist. You don't have to make yourself exist, for you already exist. You cannot make yourself not exist. No matter what you do to diminish yourself, you still exist. No matter what you do to expand yourself, you still exist. Your own existence is the one existence, which has become all that exists. The one, Shiva, is existing as you, being you. You exist. Your body is an outer shell, the means by which your existence is known in this world. Your body is a way for you to have experiences and to express yourself into the world. But you are the one who is having the experiences. When you are experiencing the world, you are Shiva experiencing the world. When you are expressing yourself into the world, you are Shiva expressing forth. Your existence is real. You can't make yourself exist more than you already do, for your existence is full, whole, perfect, and complete even if your body is imperfect, even if your mind is imperfect, even if your life is imperfect, you still exist. This is undeniable. For even if you try to deny that you exist, the one who is denying it does exist. Who are you that exists? Who are you? Really? What is this existence that exists as you? Who is the being that is your own being? There is only one being who is being all beings, just like there is only one sun shining light through all windows. We call that one being by the name Shiva. But for us Westerners, it's an unknown name. So I call the one being 
by other terms, beingness itself, consciousness itself, existence itself, existing in all forms that exist, including your own. This is your own self. Your own self is your own beingness. I like to say it this way. You be. You might think that yoga and meditation are about looking inward to find the beingness that you are. And that's a wonderful thing to do and a wonderful thing to experience. Ultimately, yoga and meditation are about you being the beingness that you are. Thus, you are looking outward, seeing through your eyes, hearing through your ears, smelling and tasting and feeling what you feel through the medium of your sensory organs. Your body makes you able to have experiences of the world, but who is having the experiences? In the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says there is only one reality, one beingness, seeing through all eyes. You are that one. Seeing through your eyes, seeing through all eyes, being you and being all, all at the same time. You don't find Shiva by looking at the others whose Shiva is being. You find Shiva by being the one that Shiva is being, which is you. In other words, to find your own self. You have to become you. The pathway to enlightenment is that you delve into your own self to find your own self. Krishna describes this in the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 6, verse 20. Yatra paramate chittam nirudham yoga sevaya. Yatra chaivatmanatmanam pashyanatmatitushyati. When your mind is quieted through yogic means, you see your own self in yourself and are completely fulfilled by your own self. This is the purpose of meditation, to experience your own self within yourself. You don't find your own self by looking at the moon, nor by walking the dog, and not by eating delicious food as wonderful as these things can be. If your own self is located within, then where will you find you? Only by looking inside. But when you begin looking inward, it can be a little messy in there. Have you noticed? Your mind, your memories, your heart, your feelings and fears and desires, they twine you up in knots. So yoga gives you tools to use. Some of the tools untangle the knots, like yoga poses, yoga breathing, study of the yogic principles, which we're doing now, vichara, guided self-inquiry. Some of the tools cut the knots. 
like the story of the Gordian Knot. In 4 BCE, Alexander the Great arrived in Phrygia, a province of the Persian Empire. An oracle had declared that the man who could untie the knot of the ox cart was destined to become the ruler of all of Asia. This ox cart was tied to a post with an elaborate knot. And it had been tied by a king who had previously ruled the area. It was a layered and complicated knot called the Gordian knot, named after a prior king. Alexander struggled with the knot for some time. Then he decided it would make no difference how the knot was loosed, so he drew his sword and sliced it in half with a single stroke. He went on to fulfill the prophecy by becoming the ruler of all of Asia, which is how he got the great added to his name, Alexander. So what I said before is that the pathway to enlightenment is that you delve into your own self in order to find your own self. But when you begin delving inward, it can be a little messy in there. Your mind, your memories, your heart, your feelings and fears and desires, they twine you up in knots. So yoga gives you tools to use. Some of the tools untangle the knots which is why we do yoga poses, yogic breathing, and study the yogic principles like we're doing now, as well as the chara, guided self-inquiry. Others of the yogic tools cut through the knots, like the Gordian knot. You can simply cut through. Which are those tools? Shaktipat, the initiation. Mantra, chanting and meditation. Meditation does both actually, cutting through some of the knots and unraveling others, the ones you still need to learn some lessons from. This is why I call this the pathway to enlightenment, because it's not instant. You have to walk the path if you want to get to where you want to go. Where is that, the ear-headed? The knowingness of your own beingness. Oh, Shiva. That you know your own self. That you are the one seeing through your eyes. Using your body to experience and to express into the world. That you live in the continuing experience that you are more than your body. It is merely a tool you use to be present wherever you are present. Your body is a valuable tool, not only to handle worldly matters, but to remain attuned to the consciousness that you are. You can use your body as a way of being present to your own presence, because no matter where you are, you are the one who is there. If you are at home, you are the one who is at home. If you are away from home, you are the one who is there. If you are somewhere you like to be, you are the one who is there. And if you are somewhere you don't like to be, you are the one who is there. 
Wherever your body is, simply be the one who is present in that place. You're usually focused on the there where you are, focused on the environment and whether you like it or not. But when you focus on who you are, it doesn't matter where you are. Because when you focus on you, you are you, no matter where you are. Being in different locations probably means you do different things. Okay. Being with different people probably means you do different things and that you show different aspects of the multidimensional reality that you are. But your essence is unchanged, whether you're showing it to others or not. Your own self is the self. Shiva, consciousness itself, beingness itself, existence itself, you be. But you don't always know that you be. Most of the time you're focused on what you're doing, where you are, or who you are with. These are important things. But the most important thing is that you are the one who is there. So I'm going to tell you to focus on you. Now, this is tricky. When you focus on you, you can get self-centered, needy and demanding, maybe even pushy and cranky when you don't get what you want. This is focusing on your mind, on your memories, fears and desires, but you are not your mind. You have a mind, just like you have a body. If you've ever attended a death or lost a loved one, you know that they leave. They don't cease to exist. They've simply gone. Their body is vacated. It means that they were not their body. Neither are you. You have a body. You have a mind. Who is the you that has this body, that has this mind? I want you to enjoy optimal use of both your body and your mind. To help you with that, I will again encourage you to do more yoga. It's the best way to take care of your body and mind. But ultimately... Yoga is about you being your own self. When you focus on being your own self, you can draw deep. You live from a bottomless well, drawing from the infinite source that is your own beingness. Love, joy, energy, generosity, understanding, willingness to serve, delight in improving the world. All of these arise from within, coming through your mind and body. And you can put both your mind and body to service in the world. But first, you have to find your own self. It's funny. You already are your own self, but you don't know. You have to find that which you already are. 
It's like me with my mobile phone. I carry it around, you know, even inside my home as I go from kitchen to sunroom and then out to the yard and back again. And I set it down and later don't remember where I set it down. I love that I can say, Siri, where are you? My phone answers me. I can easily find my phone. It's not so easy to find yourself. Why? It's because your equipment for finding things is faulty. Your equipment is attuned to a worldly wavelength. I had a friend who set his phone to ding every time he drove past a McDonald's. Your mind is like this. It keeps pinging you to remind you to look at the world. What you need is a phone that pings whenever you need to find your own self. I suppose you could set that up, actually, with reminders and mantra recordings and other things. Then you can pause and find self again. Even many times a day, getting centered again, grounded in the inner infinity. This is good. Yet it's not what yoga describes. Yoga is not about always looking inward for self. You must look inward. This is very important. But you're looking inward so that you can become based in your own self. It's not for a momentary fix, but for a total recalibration, an inner shift. The point is about you being self so that you are the one who is looking through your eyes. Yoga says the goal is self-knowingness, the knowing of your own self. While this is commonly called enlightenment, yoga calls it liberation. But if the goal is named liberation, then where are you now? It means you are currently in bondage. But you look at your wrists and you say, no handcuffs, no ankle bracelet, no iron bars and locks on the door, so I'm not bound in any visible way. True. Your bondage is internal. I described it this way. In this month's teachings article, Freedom, it's about who you think you are compared to who you really are. Your mind has been tuned to a worldly wavelength. You measure, compare, and evaluate things, analyze if they meet up to your standards or desires. You measure, compare, and evaluate you to see if you meet up to your standards and desires. You've trained your mind to always be in the comparison, judging and pursuing something in the future, or suffering from reviewing your worst memories and most horrible fears. This is who you think you are. Who you really are is beingness itself. You be. 
who you think you are is all about where you are, who you were with, and what you were doing. Instead of being beingness itself, you are being someone's spouse, daughter, or son, mother, father, or friend. You project your whole need for self onto that other person or into whatever task you're doing and hoping that you'll get a big payoff, a sense of self that comes from that, a sense of self that comes from the world. But that sense of self is never enough. It's always lacking. It always falls short. It's never fully satisfying. Baba said it this way. Our inner states, contraction or expansion, joy or sorrow, anxiety or ignorance, are all reactions to outer stimuli. Knowledge of the external world is the root of all sorrow when it seeps inside and we identify with it. You see, there's nothing wrong with the world. And there's nothing wrong with knowing the world. It's when it seeps inside and you identify with it. You get entangled in it. As long as you're tuned in to the world's wavelength, you miss out on the most important thing, which is your own self. But when you have your own self, you have everything. And when you've lost your own self, you've lost yourself. Nothing else can make up for it. So what are you going to do? Turn your radar screen inward. Set your GPS for the inner destination of your own self. Attune your mind to consciousness, a much better wavelength, one that will carry you through life on a current of bliss. How do you do that? Meditate. Om Swarupa Swaswa Bhava Namo Namaha.